Get it, let's get it, let's get it. It's your boy Sully on the Excuse Me podcast, Maximize the Moment podcast. And today, today we're going to be looking at Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 19. And I'm excited to give this because the Lord showed me this passage in a way that was not only inspiring, but in a different viewpoint that I necessarily didn't see it before. And I pray that the word. Uh, sinks into your heart and I pray that it expands for you and I pray that it opens up an understanding for you and I hope that God takes you and grows a more deeper relationship with you and this is only enhances your edification for what God has in store and the purpose for your life and with that being said we're going to go right into the word Acts chapter 9 verses 1 through 19 meanwhile Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord disciples He went to the high priest and he asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, that is those that who followed Christ. So if he found any there that belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them. He might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem as he neared Damascus on his journey. Suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, who you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound, but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by hand into Damascus. For three days, he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. In Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him in a vision, Ananias. Yes, Lord, he answered, The Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. Lord, Ananias answered, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your holy people in Jerusalem. And he has come here with authority from the chief priests to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, Go, this man is my chosen instrument. This man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. And to the people of Israel, I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me 
so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up and was baptized. And after taking some food, he regained his strength. Amen. So when we peer into the text, I want to show a dichotomy between the two people that we see here. Saul, who is full of vigor, full of energy, full of spirit, educated in the scriptures. And although he's in his early 30s, maybe late 20s, Paul, who is Saul, is given much authority by his mentors, the chief priests. Paul is a savage, ready to prove himself and do whatever needs to be done. And with all that knowledge he has, Paul, when struck by the light, he asks, who are you, Lord? Very important. He asks, who are you, Lord? Although educated and mentored by religious leaders, the Pharisees of that time, and Saul still did not recognize the voice of God. He knew all the scriptures. He was around for the crucifixion. He was there in that time era. He could speak in multiple languages, but couldn't recognize the voice of the one who matters most. How many of us lose out on the glory that's waiting for us, not because we're not smart enough, not because we're not educated enough, or but because we are not personal enough with Jesus. We still lack the understanding. Paul knew the scriptures, but did not know the word. Paul knew the scriptures, but still didn't know Jesus. Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who are you, Lord? The old adage, if you hang with four broke people, I'll show you a fifth. Saul was with righteous. He was with the righteous, but not with the right people. It's important who you hang with. It's important who you hang with. It's important who you talk to. It's important what your motives are, because they'll have you doing things that God ain't called you to do. They'll have you using your gifts and the wrong reasons. They'll introduce you to the wrong people. They'll have you in crazy circumstances. Saul knew the word, but couldn't recognize the word. So you can cite the scripture. You can be educated. You can deem yourself righteous. You can sit on a deacon board. You could be labeled a priest, a professor, a preacher. You could be born in a Christian family. But until you have a relationship with Christ, how will you recognize his voice? Who are you, Lord? And in contrast, we have Ananias in verse 10. Now, there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him, the Lord said in a vision, Ananias called him out by name Ananias and he said here I am Lord here I am Lord I don't need to ask who's calling me don't need to ask who's talking to me when I know who it is here I am you know <clears throat> I got a little side story for you guys you know mother emperor penguins they they leave their eggs with their mates they hike 60 miles out to the ridiculously cold ocean. They hunt for food for two months. And they hike 60 miles back across the frozen Antarctica ice. And then they return with food for their mate and their new hatchling. 
But when they return, when she returns, she finds 3,000 plus penguins that look exactly the same. They all look the same. So she calls out as she passes by hundreds and hundreds of penguins to the males. And she calls out with a unique sign, a unique sound. One that is so unique to him and unique alone. And by a miracle, he calls back out. And the male penguin, he will call back out with a unique sound that's specifically unique to him. And they found they find each other among the thousands and thousands of penguins that look alike. She listens for his unique voice. She listens for his voice. She knows his voice because she knows her mate. And many people can't hear God amongst all the noise, amongst all the billions of people, amongst all the things that are going on because they do not know God. They do not know the word. Christ is always, always wants to communicate with us, but we must listen through the word. Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We just hear we just hear the word. We should listen at the word. We just don't just hear the word, but we should listen at the word. What did you say, Sully? We should listen at the word of God, not just hear it. Sully, what are you talking about? You sound kind of crazy right now. Like, what are you talking about? The word for listen in Hebrew is Shema. The word for listen in Hebrew is Shema. It is also a Jewish confession of faith that they make three times a day. But Shema means to hear, but it can also mean to pay attention or to focus on. So Shema, listen at the word, pay attention to and focus on it, focus on it so that you may be discerning to God's voice in your life, that you may be sensitive to his presence and you may be understanding to what God has called you to do. Shema can also mean to respond to what you hear. And as we listen at the word, we can respond to what has been given from Christ. We respond to the spirit of God that lives inside of us as believers. And by listening, by hearing, by focusing, by paying attention to the word, we are creating a more intimate relationship and yielding and building our faith as well. Shema, my friends, and maximize the moment. Let's get it. Ain't nothing like a gospel song.